What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Kicks and Giggles podcast. Today I'm having a good day. I'm already having a good day, which is awesome because sometimes, sometimes I wake up and I have this instant feeling of like, you know what, I should just be fucking dead today. Or I have this instant feeling of like, I'm going to get up, I'm going to make food, I'm going to get my fucking shit together. And even though, even though today I woke up a little later, I'm feeling good. And sometimes I think that I have like, sometimes I think I'm like bipolar or some shit because I, of how, how happy I wake up sometimes. But I think that's just fucking, I think that's just how life works. So I'm having a good day today and we're going to try to not fucking ruin it. But sometimes I'm having a good day and then I get to fucking Instagram or Twitter and I see you know, 80,000 fucking people are screaming and shitting themselves because the coronavirus is going around, which is, you know, a scary thing. Um, but when I wake up, what I, what I noticed, and this is what I'm trying to say, what I noticed today is why I had such a good day so far was because I woke up and I watched some Good Mythical Morning and I watched uh, some fucking Wendy's Breakfast Reviews and I, st- I steered clear of Twitter a little bit and, and kind of just like Instagram in general and Twitter in general, but I just went straight to YouTube. Now it's hard to wake up and like, it's hard to wake up and just fucking get up. You know, for me, uh, if I work at like 7am, then I'll do that. But otherwise, if I'm working later in the day, I want to like chill. I want to start my morning. I want to like watch some shit. If I have shoes to box up and ship out to customers or deals to make or messages or phone calls, whatever it is, work and fun, like personal work and personal fun, I like to get that out of the way in the beginning of the day. And then I go work my part-time job later. So I think that I had a good day because I didn't wake up and instantly see like, pictures of like fucking people in China that don't have hospitals and that are fucking dying just like on little blankets in the road that's like thousands of them like that doesn't really make you want to like oh I'm gonna have an awesome day you know what I mean it's kind of a buzzkill and then when you see how scared people are it's somewhat funny but it's also really sad, you know? It's funny because you're like, holy shit, man. People are reselling hand sanitizer for 100 bucks on eBay. Like, it's kind of, you know, there's a little bit of humor in that. But at the same time, it's like, hey, man, how fucked are we that, like, first of all, we can't get hand sanitizer because the companies are just, like, fucking done. And how how scared people are that they're willing to pay that and you don't know the financial position that people are in when they're paying that money they might literally like that might be their last fucking few bucks and they're spending it on this as like a stretch to save their life like it's really sad so um what i'm about to do is try to brighten the fucking mood okay i'm gonna try to get a little uplifting energy in the coronavirus fucking minds out there all right, and I don't mean people with coronavirus. I mean the people that are panicking. Um, so let's take this episode with a fucking grain of salt, huh? All right. Now here's how it's affected my life. Um, that's the first. The first reason is that when I wake up and I see it, it kind of puts me. It doesn't mean like my whole day is ruined, but it's just about like waking up and you have a fresh, clear mind. And the first thing you're putting in there, or the first things, is like worried about death. What if you die? This person died this way. Do I have to shake this person's hand? 
Am I going to fucking be able to get toilet paper tomorrow? Like, can I drink water anymore after this week? Weird things kind of go through my head. Um, and then when you really like look at the numbers and you don't, and you kind of take a step back and you're like, okay, I don't want to panic. I don't want to freak out. Let's see what's actually going on. You see like 17 people have died in the United States within the past three months. And I'm not saying that that's not a lot of people, but that's not a lot of fucking people. Okay. I understand a lot of people are getting it, but the death rate is really, really small. And there already are people, and it's a proven fact, this isn't just me fucking making shit up. There are already people that are in their 20s, 30s, and 40s that have gotten signs of coronavirus or even tested positive, and then the fucking, they were able to get rid of it, and they overcame it, and they said it was just like a bad flu. So now in the U.S., you know, in the United States, we get shit done fast. So we're finding vaccines, and we're getting our shit together. But... The panic is still fucking there, okay? So now, here's a little step into my life. I wake up, chilling in my room, you know, fucking on YouTube or whatever. Maybe I gotta take some pictures of shoes, post them online, text this guy, text him. Now I finally go to make some breakfast. I'm a big breakfast guy. I make breakfast almost every morning and say good morning to my dad. I live with my dad still. So my dad walks in. I go, hey, son, can you go grab the packages down downstairs? We got some packages from Amazon. So I'll go, all right, Dad, great. I'll go grab them. So I go down there, and there's fucking 79 packages, okay? And they're not just like little ones. It's not just like a bunch of little shit. It's like it looks like he ordered fucking drum sets and shit, like big boxes. So now I go downstairs, I get the boxes, I bring them up, I make 18 trips up and down the stairs, and then we cut them open. There's fucking... Nine rolls of paper towels, and it's not even nine single rolls. It's nine triple rolls, okay? 27 fucking rolls. I, I actually think that's way more than 27. You know what? Maybe it is. That's fast math. Um, 18 boxes of fucking pasta and 12 glass bottles of pasta sauce. Then we got fucking, uh, I don't even know, so many cleaning wraps and little mini travel sizes for hand sanitizer and mini wipes, and it's all great. The problem is, oh my God, and like 50 fucking teas. Um, we went grocery, he went grocery shopping like six times in one day. I mean, my, my dad is on top of this shit, but a little bit too on top of it. Um, cause it then we're all germaphobes. Like, I mean, me and my dad are, and my, my brothers kind of have it, but me and my dad, especially are really big on like protecting against germs. And he put, he put that in my fucking head because when I was a little kid, when we would go to Disney world or whatever, like if I would touch something, he'd be like, no, don't touch that. And he would wipe my hands off. And if I was like on the floor, he'd be like, get up. What the fuck are you doing? You're on an airport floor. Like he would always make it like it was a bad thing to do if I was touching dirty shit. And as I grew older, I used to make fun of him when I was like 15 years old. I'd be like, dad, you're such a pussy, man. Like it doesn't matter. But then I was 18 years old in high school and like a kid would sneeze next to me and it would fucking ruin my day. Like I remember kids sneezing next to me and I'd be like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? And then they would be like, what? I'm just, I'm just sneezing. And But for me, you're not just sneezing. You just got me fucking coronavirus three years ahead. You know what I mean? I was, it would piss me off. And I would realize that in the little things that I would do, it reminded me of my dad. So now 
this coronavirus panic is going on. And my dad's sitting there like, you know, see, son, this is why I told you fucking hand sanitizer. You already got it. You don't have to pay $300 online. Thanks, dad. We already have 78 bottles. It's, you're definitely right. Um, he'll say, this is, it's good that you wash your hands all the time. You're already used to it. Like we're germaphobes. It's not even going to affect us. We just live our normal lives. Like we've been doing this shit already, which is partially true. When they're saying wash your hands every fucking, like wash your hands more. That's true. I wash my hands all the time. When they're saying cover your cough and like don't sneeze on someone and don't touch your face, that's all pretty true. I touch my face when I'm nervous, but that's really it. I'm not like fucking picking my nose. I don't put my hands in my pants. I don't I know a lot of guys just kind of like play with their balls all day. Not a fan of doing that. And if someone does it around me, not talking to them. That's how that fucking works. Um, so I already have my things. So yes, when this coronavirus panic started, me and my dad were kind of sitting, sitting pretty because we're thinking all these people are freaking out. We've already been through this shit. We got the wipes. We got our fucking clean lives that are structured and clean and we don't have to worry that, which is right. So my, when my dad says like, you know, I, I live the same life. It's not even different. That's true, but it is different because we used to go and grocery shop and get two boxes of pasta and one roll of po- fucking toilet paper, and now we get 96 of each. So that's just one thing, right? So my dad's sitting here fucking ordering everything, building a little mini Costco in our house, and... Um, and there's nowhere to put all of this shit. So that, like then there's these little $1 or not $1, one minute like pastas that you make that he was, he like got me for work, which is like, it's awesome. And I'm very thankful, but I, I, he got me 76. I don't even know if I'm going to be working 76 more days. So then I started just bringing them to my friends, you know, and I'm giving food out, giving, if anybody wants fucking toilet paper, give me a call. I'm sure I could ship you a roll. Um, but that's that. So that's an, that's already puts me at kind of a threshold of like subconscious stress because even though I'm not literally worried about it and I'm not like fucking taking a sip of water like it's my last every fucking time, I am a little bit like, okay, why is my dad doing this? Like, is it that? Because f- when it's other people and you're like me, you could kind of think like, all right, maybe they're just dumb or like, all right, they would do that, but I would never do that. But when it's your family, even as stubborn as, and as fucking much of an asshole as I can be, when it's your family, you're kind of like, okay, why are they doing it? After a while, it's like, then it makes me start to worry, but I'm not fucking worrying about this shit because it's, I'm a big mind over matter person. So I'm not trying to worry about it. Then I go to see my mom and I see her like once a week. And she acts like I already have it, okay? So I walk in the door and she's like, you got to be careful, okay, Ange? When you're walking in the mall, there's people, there's a thousand people. You got to be, you you, you need to wash your hands every 15 minutes. And it's like, mom, there's not a fucking sink at the register, so I can't do that. And then she'll tell me all the things to do differently, but she doesn't like, like, it's very confusing. My mom just freaks out and doesn't really have solutions. My dad at least like tries to give solutions. My mom just kind of tells me like, hey, a lot of people are fucking freaking out. A lot of people are dying. You should stay inside and don't work, which doesn't like that's not realistic. And then there's nothing I could do there. 
Then I, I go to work, which is a retail store, and I work at the register, so I'm counting money all day. And I opened this box that was from, from like shipment. We ordered it, and there was like gloves and wipes and like face masks and all this shit. And now I'm thinking like, are we going to have to fucking wear this to do our job? And nobody really said anything. I asked one time, and they were like, oh, those are just products. So then I'm confused because are we fucking selling face masks now and like profiting on it? Don't know. Uh, final thing is, then we had a meeting yesterday that was all about we have to like, we're doing like a two hour like clean today, a two hour close. And I think we're supposed to disinfect the entire store with like wipes and spray it down and fucking take all the clothes off the hangers or off the stanchions and wipe everything down. And now it's just getting a little bit too fucking much for me, okay? And that's why I choose to just say, fuck this whole thing. Because for me, it's a lot easier to like live my life really happy or try to be as happy as I can and not change much, but at least keep my sanity um, rather than freak out every single day for a year and then never get anything and then it's just like passes by because then it's, I put myself through 300 fucking 60 days, 65 days of, I know how many days are in a year. Okay. I was going to sum it up that I didn't want you guys being like this fucking idiot thinks there's 360 days. So then I had to keep going and it made it sound like shit. Um, anyways, I don't want to fucking like live like shit for 300 days just to ensure that the rest of my life isn't bad. You know what I mean? When the rest of my life being bad is a very small chance. So I'm not fucking worried about it. That's basically what I'm saying. And I know it sounds like I'm kind of worried about it, but I'm not fucking worried about it because if you fucking, what you think about, you bring about. And I know that that's not true with things like fucking viruses that kill you, but in my mind, it kind of is. In my mind, if I just tell myself, you know what, I'm washing my hands every day, I'm going to sleep in my own bed. I'm not sleeping over at friends' houses. I'm not going to airports. And I'm not fucking letting people sneeze around me and thinking that they could fucking get away with it. That's all I'm doing, you know? Someone sneezes on you, like if they go, achoo, and it's right by you, okay? And if you sit there like a little fucking bitch and you just like sit there thinking like, oh my God, what a fucking asshole. Now I'm going to get, but you're saying all this in your head and you're freaking out thinking now I'm going to get coronavirus. Oh my God. And then you're texting your mom and you're texting your dad and you're freaking out. That is what a little bitch does. Okay. What I would do is the second their head gets over here, I'd fucking grab their skull and, and just throw it the other day, other way push him the other way, mid sneeze. So then they get whipped and then they sneeze on the other person. And when they turn back to look at you, you fucking point your finger in your, in their face and you say some really mean shit and you try to grill them like based on how they look or like how they fucking smell Like make fun of them for some shit. That's what you do. And that's, and then the other people see that you just did that. And then they, they know like, don't sneeze around that fucking guy. He, He'll grill, he'll fucking ruin your whole life. He'll, he knows shit about you that you don't even want to know about yourself. Um, and that's how you beat it. So be a, let this whole panic make you a more bold person is basically what I'm saying. Um, now, with that being said, that's just my personal two cents. You might not take anything that I said from it and you might really appreciate some of the things that I said from it. 
either way, you know, it doesn't really fucking matter, right? Um, here's a thing that I found online. Um, so keep in mind, 17 people have died in the United States, all right? 17 times, okay, it's been three months. We're at, we're about to be at the end of March. Well, no, we're not. It's really only been two full months, but I'm gonna count it as three months. Three months, 17 deaths in the United States for coronavirus. So 17 times four is fucking 68, I think. And um, 68 times 10 is 680. Within 10 years, as of right now, as of today, March fucking 9th, it, or March 8th, as of today, it's expected that we will have 680 deaths in the United States within 10 years. Now, that's just a very fucking vague estimate. I, I understand that there's gross and there's fucking, um, you know, more people are going to be born and there's a lot of different factors that come into play. I'm a fucking 21-year-old moron that's trying to make a little show here, okay? So 680 is a fair estimate with a fair amount of sources that I used and numbers and facts. But it's fair. It's not accurate. Um, 680. So now I looked online weird ways that people have died that are, you know, around a thousand deaths in the world, in the United States. And these are, a lot of them are between 2002 and 2014, which is about 10 years, you know, 12 years. And even if I did the math for 12 years, it would still only be like fucking 812 or some shit. So 812 deaths for 12 years of the coronavirus expected right now. Here's a few other ones that are a little bit more popular that nobody fucking freaks out about like they are with coronavirus. Contact with a powered lawnmower has killed 951 people, okay, in 12 years. Um, fall involving ice skates, skis, roller skates, or skateboards. 1,139 deaths, okay? People still skateboard every fucking day. People still snowboard, okay? People still snowboard every day when it's cold out. And I don't understand that. And skiing. Shitty activities for shitty people is basically how those work. Um, I hate being in the cold. I would rather be 99 degrees fucking sweating than like 30 degrees even. I, fuck 30 degrees and negative 30 degrees. Like, no. Um, when it's when it's like 65 or 70 out and it's nice in Chicago, I have the heat on in my car. I like to be really warm because I don't sweat that much. So I'm just like, I'm, I want to be warm as fuck. My feet are always freezing. My hands are always cold as shit. I, I thought it had to do with nicotine, but I don't even smoke that much now. So I don't even own my own vape. I only smoke when I have people around me that smoke. And it's literally my only my girlfriend now because I don't want to get fucking coronavirus, even though I'm not worried about it, right? Um, yeah, 13, 1,100 deaths from ice skates and fucking skateboards. Falling from a tree has killed 1,400 people, all right? Now, I can't say that people didn't stop doing this, but I know that nobody worries that fucking much when someone climbs a tree, you know? Someone climbs a tree, you usually take out your phone, video record it, and go look at this weird motherfucker that's 18 feet high in a tree and somehow isn't falling. And then you turn your fucking video off and then he falls and dies. So, look at this guy climbing the tree right here. Um, number four, 
caught, crushed, and jammed between two objects. 1,842 people, okay? Now, this could be like you're laying in between your TV and your bed, and the fucking TV falls on top of you, and you're a little kid, and you can't push it up, and your mom's not home, and you're just fucked, and then you die, which is sad, but uh, it's very uncommon, but somehow at the rate that I gave, this still kills more people than the coronavirus at this current rate of 17 people within three months. That's all I'm fucking saying. Next one, constipation has killed 2,167 people. So 2,167 people have shit to death. Um, and I don't see people shitting in bowls. Well, I, they actually would fix the fucking problem. I don't see anybody like buying out fucking uh, laxatives. Laxatives are still selling for normal prices in normal stores. Nobody's freaking out about that. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, next one, contact with agricultural machinery. I'm surprised I pronounced that fucking right. I saw A-G-R-I-C-U and I was just like, there's no fucking way. But I pulled through and I fucking made it happen. Um, this has killed 4,000 people. Now, that's a lot of people. That's probably more than the coronavirus will have in the United States, period. I don't think it's going to kill that many people. 17 people, we're already figuring out how to fucking how to save the younger guys. We just got to figure out how to save the, the 60 and up group and the fucking eight and below group. But we've already captured a fucking big chunk of taking care of the 20, 30 and 40 and 50 year olds. So within another few months, it's probably going to be fine. But if not, uh, it still won't be killing more people than fucking trailers and uh, cranes, which I don't even know how you die in a trailer, man. Like, I don't, I'm sure there's some brutal shit that's been happening. You're in a cornfield and you like you lose your fucking gas and then you kill yourself. Well, that wouldn't be, I don't know. All right, that one I don't know about. Now, here's the last two. Accidental suffocation and strangulation in bed. So, this has killed 10,000 people, okay? Suffocating in your fucking bed. Now, I'm guessing this one caters to the older folks, that, you know, just they just can't get a fucking grip, literally, on their blanket, and, which I don't know why they would want a grip on their blanket, actually, if they're suffocating, but they just can't fucking help themselves, which is really sad. And, you know, 10,000 deaths, it's surprising. But the last one, also 10,000 deaths, is falling off of your bed, um, which is pretty fucked. So... Okay, 10,000 people have, and this is a fact, well, according to, the, to Business Insider. I mean, keep in mind, this is the internet. I mean, it's a credible website for most things. Who really fucking knows? These could also be estimates. But even if it's not accurate with 10,000, maybe it's 8,000. Keep in mind, around eight to 10,000 people have fucking died from falling off of their bed, okay? Beds are still sold worldwide. They're a very they're a very needed product. People, I love my fucking bed. I don't know about you guys. Love mine. Not worried about falling off. And if I was worried about it, I would still lay in it because I'm not fucking giving up the comfort of my bed. So my whole point of this fucking exaggerated explanation is that uh, let's all fucking chill out. Okay? 
because your worries is starting to make me a little stressed out. And I don't want to get fucking stressed out. It's not making me worry, but it's making me stressed out. Okay? Which is going to turn into worries. Let's be fucking real. Um, let me see if I could get this picture to be smaller and not have it on the fucking front of my screen. Yeah, so, you know, that's that. Now, I have a few ways that we could solve this problem. I, I read online somewhere that they were talking about, like, schools were talking about taking two weeks off and, like, cleaning the whole schools down and waiting. And I saw that stores were doing a one-week fucking break. And some stores are just completely, like, or not stores, but headquarters, are, like, just taking back sales and, like, they're not fucking ordering from China anymore. And there's a lot of businesses are making big moves, basically, okay? Now... I don't know if I read this online or if I just thought of it and then I like, or if I read something and then I made this up, but here's my idea or an idea that's going around that I saw. I don't remember. Um, everyone, including schools, jobs, like the whole entire fucking country takes two weeks off. Okay. Ex I mean, except for doctors. That's the only, unfortunately, you guys will get your break a little bit later. Here's how it will work. Okay. If I'm the fucking president, this is what I'm doing. Doctors, hospitals, nurses, all of, all of that, they are staying open, okay? Fucking Wendy's, uh, Target, Pepsi Company, Urban Outfitters, fucking the malls, the movie theaters, the fucking drive-through banks, everything else is closed for two weeks, okay? This gives time for the people that are fucking actually have the sickness to get healthy and get healed, it gives the fucking scientists time to build a little bit more vaccine shit. I don't know how that works. Um, and it gives the time, it gives people like me that work the jobs time to stay home and wait for this whole thing to go away. That way we could come back and not have to worry about it. And if, okay, look at, okay, look, two weeks, 17 people. I'm sure we could figure it out. It's either, it's kind of a rough, this is kind of a rough approach. This is where people might not like this idea. But in my idea, we have kind of a kill or be killed type of thing going on, okay? So if we can't kill the coronavirus within these two weeks and you're one of the 17 people, you gotta get fucking, you gotta get booted. And you know, it's unfortunate, it sucks, and I know it's shitty to think about, but if we can't beat this thing, you know, that's your, your time's up, pal. That's what they would tell them. They would have a sign that would say, your time's up, pal. They give you, you know, your, your fried chicken, mint chocolate chip ice cream, whatever your last meal is, and then they fucking pull the plug on you. And uh, when we move forward without you. But at least what you know is that you aren't going to give anybody the virus and that now that number 17, let's say 10 of them got healed, seven of them we pulled the plug on, now it's zero, okay, and now we're good to go two weeks later, and then we're fine. And, you know, people that have it are still contaminating each other, but because we had the two-week break, people in stores aren't worried anymore because everybody's dead. Nobody has, like, critical fucking corona, and the people that are still contaminated are being taken care of and in the hospital, and you're not going to contact with them anyways. Brilliant idea, Ange. So get me on fucking Ellen or some shit and let's let's start going. So that's, I don't know, that's it. Or, you know, how to solve it. Yeah, clean your, wash your hands every fucking, every hour. Wash your hands 10 hour, 10 times a day. You're awake for about 10 hours, so wash them every hour. That's it. 
and stop talking about it because it makes people worry. And, uh, and then when you worry, you do stupid shit. And stupid shit could be sneezing on a guy because you're so worried you weren't thinking about covering your cough. So worrying could prevent or could cause uh, contamination, cross-contamination. So that's that. That's the coronavirus in a fucking nutshell in my brain. Um, I also want to talk about, this is just a quick side thing, side bit that I wanted to do is, uh, so I've had, I've worked at this mall, this mall job for, I don't know, fucking six months now. And I used to always, like when I was single, I would hit on women all the fucking time. Like I didn't care if they were 21 or 29 or 30 fucking five or 55. Like it didn't matter. There was nothing that was stopping me from hitting on a girl unless obviously fucking obviously unless they were 18 or under. That's not my vibe. Okay. Not into, not into rape, but everything else is a fucking open game. Okay. So, and even when I was like 17, I would hit on 50 year olds, like didn't care, confident, willing to give it a shot. Don't care if I get rejected. And most of the time I fucking did. Um, but I would never really get girls that would head on me. I knew when a girl was like giving me like the eye, you know, or I knew if a girl was into me cause they would like my shit on Instagram a lot and D or well, they wouldn't DM me. They would like my shit on Instagram. And then the next day, you know, you see them and they're fucking staring at you. Then, you know, like, Hey, are you into me? Cause it seems like you fucking are. And if I'm wrong, then I'll fuck off. But if I'm right, we should totally, we should totally start getting fucking weird together. Um, and usually that would go well. I didn't get rejected a lot from girls that were my age. I got rejected a lot from girls that were like 35 when I was 17. Cause they also weren't into rape, even though I was down. Don't think that's how rape works. Um, so still illegal, but I, my, my point is that I never really got hit on a lot from girls like directly, but I did get fucking, I would have these girls like throughout the past six months at work. I have a lot of women that just ask me for my fucking number. Okay. Or my Snapchat or my Instagram. So here's the first one at work. Um, let's see. The first one was a girl fucking well, okay, there was two that just girls came in and they asked me for my number and they were really nervous. And then I was like, no, I'm sorry. Like, it's really awesome that you... I try to be nice to them while also letting them know that I'm not interested um, because I do have a girlfriend and I'm also like, if I'm not interested, like period, like even if I was single, I wouldn't be interested in, in some of these women, um, which is not a bad, not a mean thing I'm saying, just a thing I'm saying. Um, and... I would just say like, it's really awesome that you came up to me and you were bold enough to do this. Like, please don't fucking let this one time ruin it. Guys, like most guys would be flattered if you went up to them and asked you for their number. And if they were single, I'm sure that they would give you their number. I try to talk them up a little bit. And then sometimes I've said like, you know, like, okay, okay. This one girl, this was yesterday. Yesterday it happened three times in one day, which never happened to me before. Um, it's happened like once every now and then, but yesterday this girl is with her mom and there, she was kind of like looking at me around the store and you know, I'm looking at her cause she's looking at me and there's nobody fucking else in the store. So I'm looking at her. She was pretty, not going to lie. Um, and she's walking with her mom. Now they're starting to check out and I'm talking with my coworkers. I'm not even ringing her out like someone else is. And I'm talking, making them laugh. And now this girl is laughing so loud. 
at everything that I'm saying, which is cute, but also I noticed that she's laughing, like pretty overly laughing. Like I didn't do shit that that was that funny and she's laughing really hard. So I just figured like, okay, whatever. Now I, I noticed that she was wearing like really expensive shoes. So they were, they were, she was wearing off-white Converse, the see-through pair that I know are like a thousand bucks in her size. So, or maybe less, but still a lot. So I was like, hey, I like your shoes. Where'd you get them from? And she goes, DH gate. And I was like, hmm, interesting, um, nice. And normally I would go hop in there and be like, well, hey, I sell shoes myself, but you know, so fucking forget DH gate and come buy from me. But because I know what DH gate is, I know that the price range, she's probably not in my price range. So I didn't say anything. So then they walk out of the store, her and her mom. Then just the woman comes in, girl, woman, I don't know how old she was, probably 18 to 19. She walks in the store with her, pretend like this is my phone. She's got her phone in her hand and she, well, pretend like this is her phone. And she walks up to me like this. If you're watching the video, you could see she's shaking and she's like, um, I know this is I know this is really weird, but I was I was wondering if I if I can get your um your Snapchat, and I was like, okay, you need to fucking take a deep breath, okay? It's not that big of a fucking deal. I didn't say that, but I was like, uh, yeah, I'm I actually can't give my Snapchat, but you know I sell shoes, and if you uh, want my Instagram, I could give it to you. And I said it's really cool, you know. I'm happy that you asked. I'm flattered, but you know I'm sorry I have a girlfriend. And then she's like, okay, I'll take you. <laughs> okay, bye. And like walked away. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. She was shivering like like she was having a fucking seat. No, maybe not that bad. But she was nervous, man. And it's awesome that girls are doing this now. It's awesome that like, the, I don't know if it's part of the whole feminist movement, but this whole energy of like, we're going to ask you out. I don't give a fuck. That it, like, if I was single, I would entertain this 100%. Because it's fucking very flattering to just, even if I wasn't into the girl, I'd probably be like, yeah, fuck it. Here's my number. Just because it's like, I want her to feel good about it. And I don't want to fucking be mean. But when you are when you have a girlfriend, you have to be like, nah, fuck you. And it's a good reason to not, if you're not interested genuinely, rather than just ghosting them when they text you. Um, but... So that girl, that happened. Now, my coworkers saw that happen and they were all laughing and they were like, does that happen to you often? I was like, not really. And they're like, not like that. Not where they're like fucking freaking out. Usually it's someone maybe a little bit older or it's like goofing around. Another time, oh fuck, I'll tell that story a different fucking day. But now right after this girl that was shaky comes and asks me, another girl comes in and is like ringing out. Now I'm checking her out. And she's probably like 24, okay? She looked a little bit older than me and also very pretty. She was like, um, she was like, did that really happen? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, um, she was like, she was way too young. And I was like, yeah, probably. You know, a lot of the girls that come in here are like 17. So she probably was too young. And she was like, what did you say? I was like, I said, no, obviously. And then as I'm ringing her out, she was, um, I asked her, I said, like, do you want your seat? And she was like, oh, I said, do you want your receipt printed or emailed? And she goes, can I get it printed? And I was like, sure. And then she goes, can I get your Snapchat too? And I looked at her like, no. And I just said like, no, like I was joking. And then she left and she's like, oh, okay. And walked away. So I don't know if she was joking or if she was like actually serious and trying to just swing one in there. But inst- like instantly I was just like, no. 
you know, because I didn't realize that she was doing that. Now, last fucking one, girl comes in with a guy, okay? Don't know if the guy's gay, but he definitely could be because it's Urban Outfitters. We welcome a lo- every type of person out there. It's a very great store to shop in because you're not judged for doing shit. You're not judged for looking a certain way. And a lot of people have products in there that cater to them. Um, so, like, no matter what they are. And a girl and a guy walk in, and the girl is like, you know, cute. A lot of the, a lot of the people that come in here, they're good-looking people. And I, I'm also not, like... I don't have like super high standards when I'm just talking about people. Like everybody's a good looking person in their own fucking way. So girl comes in, good looking. The guy she's with, also very good looking. Um, they're walking around, they're fucking shopping. Then they come up to me and I was like making them laugh. And I don't remember what I was saying. I was just making them laugh. I like to make people laugh at my job. Um, I don't like to be a fucking robot. So... Then they walk out, and I think it was this group. There's so many people that shop in this store that I'm not sure, but I remember that she had dark hair, and I mean, that's kind of all I remember, and was and was in all black, and she was definitely in all black. So now they leave, and like an hour later, we're closing, and I get a fucking phone call at 9.05, like after the store's like closed, to the fucking store phone, and my manager's there, and I answer the phone, and I was like, hello? Oh, okay. Mercy answers the phone, which is one of my, probably shouldn't say her name, but one of my coworkers answers and she's, the person on the phone says, hey, can we speak to the guy with the blue eyes and the, the painted nails? And there were, she was like, oh yeah, his name's Angelo. And she was like, yeah, can we talk to him? So she puts the phone down, comes and grabs me and it's like, someone's on the phone for you. So I go, I was like, hello? And they're like, hey, um, we came in like an hour ago. I have dark hair and I was with a guy. Um, he wants to get your, your, uh, phone number, or your Snapchat. And I was like, are you for real? Like you're, you're asking me for my Snapchat or is it actually your friend? Cause I, I was about to say like, I don't, I don't roll that way. I appreciate it, but I'm not gay. And like, that's kind of why I would reject him because I'm just, not, I'm straight. And if it was her, I was going to say, I have a girlfriend. I'm sorry. Either way, they're getting rejected. I just wanted to formulate my fucking response because they caught me off guard. Now, as I'm about to say, like, you know, I can't really be doing that. My manager comes up. I, I was going to say, like, you know, I could give you my Instagram. I sell shoes. I was just trying to get, like, a little self-promo there, especially if it's a guy. Like, he's going to know that I'm not interested when he goes to my Instagram. So... Then my boss comes over. He's like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I was like, okay, what's going on? So I hung up. And then he's like, we're not giving out our personal information. And I was like, okay, sick boss, cool manager. So that's my fucking story. Um, I think it is really cool, though, that women are doing that. And if you're a girl out there, don't be nervous because uh, it's a really cool thing to do that. Also, though, don't be fucking creepy about it. And if the guy doesn't hit on you, most of the time it's because he doesn't, he's not interested. Uh, even though it's it's nothing to do with sexist or fucking women and men having power or any of that. Traditionally, men ask women. So if he's not asking you, he's probably not interested. And although it's really cool to do the men, the women asking the men thing, it's like, take it for what it is. If he's not asking you, if he's not actually interested in asking you on a date, you probably should leave it. You could ask him like, hey, do you have a girlfriend? And if he says no, then chime in. But don't just straight up ask for your their shit. Because then it's like, then you get rejected and then it's shitty. A calm icebreaker is, hey, do you have a girlfriend? Yeah, I do. Nice. Sure, she's great. And then fucking walk away. 
Uh, or if he says no, then you could be like, well, I think you're really cute. What's your number? That way, it's like it opens it up more. You already know he's single. You asked him a question that makes it seem like you at least give a shit if he's single or in a relationship. And that's about it. So that's coronavirus and uh, women for you guys. And I hope every one of you has a beautiful day today. And there's no football on, so uh, fucking, I don't know, get ready for Easter or some shit. Have a great rest of your day, guys.